0: Welcome to Rewind Design, a podcast dedicated to discovering the stories of cottage country in Ontario. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and for the first official episode with a real live guest. Today on the show, we'll be diving into a piece of cottage country I'm very familiar with, the South Channel of Georgian Bay, home to my favorite place on earth, our family cottage. And as I alluded to in my last episode, I'll be speaking to a very important guest who happens to be one of the most influential people in my life, my mom. My mom is an amazing woman who is so passionate about the arts, is an amazing pie baker, and she's the world's best gardener. Before we jump into the episode... I wanted to start off by sharing what I'm grateful for this week. I really want to incorporate this segment at the beginning of each of my episodes because I feel like it is so important to recognize and share even the small things we are grateful for. So I'll go first. I attended my first ever SCA, South Channel Association, meeting for the AGM. It took place at the Glen Burnie patio also on the South Channel, which is probably my favorite restaurant to go to in the summer because the patio was perched right on the water with a big screen floating on the water that plays sports and playoffs and, our case, the annual general meeting slides. <laughs> they have the most amazing menu, and I love their seasonal muscles to die for. I would definitely check them out if you are in the area. To speak quickly about the SCA, they are an amazing organization to be a part of, and I'll just read off their main objectives to advance, promote, maintain, and work with like-minded organizations and individuals for the preservation, conservation, restoration, and protection of the natural and scenic beauty, fish, wildlife, and water quality of the area. So needless to say, this organization is doing some amazing work and is really working together with other local organizations such as the Georgian Bay Association, the Georgian Bay Biosphere, and Georgian Bay Forever. So you can see links to these organizations in the show notes of this podcast below. So if you have a cottage in the South Channel, I would highly, highly recommend joining. You'll meet amazing people and a community in your area who care so deeply about the area, the landscape, and the environment that I'm sure you also really care about. jumping into the history and geography of the South Channel, thank you to southchannel.org for an amazing summary of the history as follows. As an area, it is squeezed between Perry Island and the Massasauga Park on the mainland, but it encompasses bays and channels of varying sizes and depths. Many of the cottages were built in the 50s and 60s and are home to third and fourth generation cottagers. Because it is so accessible from Perry Sound's many marinas, as well as being so protected from the open water, it became an early gateway to reach Georgian Bay's outer islands to the south. I'll include a map in the blog post version of this episode. Fun fact, the French explorer Samuel de Champlain was the first European to record seeing part of the Great Lakes when he reached Georgian Bay from the north in 1615. The bay was named for Britain's George IV by Captain Henry Bayfield of the Royal Navy. So... Georgian Bay, named after a British king. How do we feel about that? Pretty cool. Many people who call Georgian Bay home have adapted to calling it colloquially just the Bay, and we've dropped the Georgian completely. (laughs) Georgian Bay is famously known for its rough, rugged, and wild terrain and is often referred to as the 30,000 Islands, referring to the thousands of islands speckled along the archipelagos. On a map of the Great Lakes, you can see Georgian Bay to the northeast of Lake Huron, connecting on many fronts. The bay is over 300 kilometers long and 80 kilometers wide and should really be called our sixth Great Lake. There are only three other areas on the face of the entire earth that even remotely resemble the 30,000 islands of Georgian Bay. So there's one in Western Canada called the Islands of Puget Sound, the second is a rocky coast of Maine, and the third is the islands in the Baltic Sea east of Stockholm, Sweden and west of Helsinki, Finland. So all of these areas take second place to the islands of Georgian Bay because they're all located in salt water and don't have the rugged weather conditions, which um, produce so much of the beauty one finds with the windswept shores of the Georgian Bay Islands. All I can really say, as a lover of Georgian Bay, I am a huge fan of the South Channel. It's protected channels and bays and rocky islands, and it only takes about 20 minutes to drive from Parry Sound out to the open water of Georgian Bay, which is just this vast view of open water and openness, and it looks, honestly, just like the ocean. And it has this incredible way of one day being extremely calm and having not a single wave and being able to canoe across it no problem, and then the next day having 10-foot swells and people are surfing on it. It's just the most incredible thing ever. But what I love about the South Channel is is really just the protected, calm landscape of it all. And really the community that I have there is the most incredible thing. So yeah, let's talk to my mom. Let's get into it. So today I have my mom, Beverly, on the show. So mom, can you say hello? Hello. I'm going to ask my mom a bunch of questions about our own family cottage that we purchased about how many years ago? 11? 11. 11 years ago. And just kind of how we ended up here and yeah, lots of questions. So mom, can you just talk a little bit about yourself, who you are and uh, what you love doing maybe? Oh,
1: wow. That's
0: fun. <laughs> Well, I'm married to
1: Rick, and I'm mother of Katie and Laura, and I love everything to do with art and design. Mm -hmm. So I've worked in that area, I've volunteered in that area,
0: and uh, I like to make things Mm -hmm. in that area. Yeah, you're definitely an artist, (laughs) and you do lots of work where you live in Waterloo, curating exhibits and things. I do. Yeah. Yeah and you do lots of paintings of Georgian Bay and things like that, which we love. We have a few in our bathroom at the cottage. So as you guys know, I took interior design at Ryerson and my mom also took into your design. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh gosh, that was so long ago. <laughs> but it's come full circle now because now I'm doing it. So it's really fun that you've done it too. So where'd you go to school? I went to Humber
1: College mm-hmm. and, um, Gosh, yeah. I worked in Toronto for a few years, and then I met your dad, and we moved up to Prairie Sound, so I've done an interesting variety of design projects because of the
0: different locations I've been in. Mm -hmm. And I know you've done a lot of stuff to the cottage. We worked together to do the the cottage renovation of the bathroom last year, which we'll get into, so that was really fun to work with you. So let's jump right into this. So... We're going to start off with overall cottage questions, and so we're going to start with the history of the property. So maybe we can talk first about where is our property located, and what body of water is it on?
1: Okay, well we are in the South Channel, which uh, runs between the mainland and Perry Island. So our marina is just south of Perry Sound, and we're a 20-minute boat ride down to our island mm-hmm. in Georgian Bay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and what about the island itself? Oh, it's a medium-sized island, I would say. I'd and say it's on the smaller. Well, actually, you know what, there's a lot smaller, so maybe it is medium. <laughs> oh, we have five cottage properties
1: and um ours is really unique because it's on an isthmus. So, that means a slice through the island and we've got Uh, shoreline on the
0: east side where the sun rises and the west side where the sun sets pretty pretty unique i honestly think that's the most special part of the cottage is the the property itself because it's like if you were to imagine the shape of a butterfly ours is right in that middle pinch point and so we get the breeze coming through from either side if it's a south or north breeze it's it's amazing and um yeah mom said the sunset and the sunrise is incredible and you get up every morning every morning the
1: sun wakes me up about five twenty, and i run to the front window and and uh run out on the front deck and i i take a couple of shots of the sunrise it's mm-hmm. it's varies every day it's different and,
0: and there's so many beautiful sunrises here we just started an instagram page just of sunrises we <laughs> so good <laughs> And uh, yeah, if I'm not here, you'll send me a picture, and it makes me really miss the cottage. <laughs> okay, so do you know which township we are in? Well, we are in Capellago. Mm-hmm. And how far is it to the closest town? Like, if we were to boat back into town, how long is it? Well, it depends whose boat we take. That is true. <laughs> that is true. And who's driving? <laughs> I think it's
1: between 20 and 25 minutes by yeah. boat. Yeah.
0: I guess, like, in this economy, trying to save gas it's probably more like 30? <laughs> but um what do you like about being on an island cottage versus maybe driving to one hmm. well
1: it's probably a lot quieter and
0: mm-hmm. restful
1: yeah i like the privacy and a bit of the isolation actually just spending time with my family and mm-hmm. uh, but we also have a, a wonderful neighborhood in this
0: in this area so there's yeah. lots of people to and lots of occasions to get together I did mention that in my introduction to the podcast is the neighborhood itself is like nothing I've ever experienced in a neighborhood. So I personally love all the people here and all of the connections we've made. So I guess moving now on to describing the property and buildings. When you first pull up to the dock, can you explain kind of what the landscape looks like and where the cottage is situated? Well,
1: it's a very... A gentle rise,
0: uh,
1: rising up from the water level, uh, across some granite rocks up to the cottage. Granite bedrock with a lot of moss on top.
0: Mm-hmm. We love the moss. I love the moss. I love walking in the moss. I love touching the moss. I love when it's squishy. And the more <laughs> the more it rains, the thicker it builds, and you can you can really have a a squishy walk through the moss. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's really fun. I love it. <laughs> And so I guess talking about the the landscape a bit, I know you have some gardens and we have a very special garden. (laughs) Can we talk about that? Well, when we first came to the cottage, we had uh, a little bit of a bear
1: issue in the neighborhood. And and so nobody was doing any food gardening or composting because the bears were breaking into our cottages. So eventually that got sorted out and... um, we had uh an extra
0: tin boat here that dad wanted to take to the dump and i said oh i think yeah, I, have- I think it didn't have a motor on it and it yeah it was in rough condition
1: uh, so i convinced him to keep it and we perched it out on the front of our rocky point and filled it with sticks and then a whole pile of dirt and For the last uh, seven
0: or eight years, I've been planting a vegetable garden in there every spring. It's incredible. (laughs) And it gets so much sun because it's right out on the point that all of the vegetables just grow insanely big (laughs) compared to what I can grow at my house. Mm -hmm. This is nothing. Like, I don't know if the rock amplifies the sun. It's just incredible. So we love that garden. If you'd like to see a photo of the boat garden, please head along to rewinddesign.ca and look for episode number two. End of May. End of May. And and what are we now? We're mid-July, beginning of July, and we already have
1: a bulk. We've had a lot of lettuce A lot of lettuce, a lot
0: of kale. Okay, so moving on to the actual cottage from the outside, from the front, can you kind of describe what it looks like when you're pulling into the dock?
1: Well, it's a a simple building. It's a single level uh, with a big deck on the front and cladded in... In wood siding mm-hmm. painted wood siding there's a a, a shed roof so just mm-hmm. a slanted
0: roof a lot of windows across the front yeah yeah okay and it's about it's like a gray color it kind of blends in a bit. there's a lattice below that hides all of our equipment our storage our storage area like a crawl space underneath and I think that's really it. it's got an aluminum roof green aluminum roof. That you can't see from the front because the shed roof pitches down. So it's it's the, the taller side on the front with a big wall of windows, which is really nice. The windows themselves, though, are very old, single-pane windows. Yes, so, they are. So the cottage stays really cool, but it also retains no heat. <laughs> so when you're here in off-season, uh, like off shoulder season, it's extremely cold. <laughs> Our living room windows are kind of special.
1: They are... Custom made, handmade by the original builder. It's a it's a big grid, so four by four
0: pieces of glass with wood frame framing all around it. Big um, millions. It has a very unique look. It doesn't. It's not like a full floor to ceiling glass window. Yeah, it's very divided, divided into a grid. But Mm -hmm. we love it. Yeah, and the view is spectacular.
1: And we are. This window is repeated in a number of cottages around the area because the same builder built it.
0: To see a photo of the cottage, again, head over to rewinddesign.ca and check out episode number two. That's Beverly by the Bay. So we might be able to find out who the builder was. I'll investigate. And if I can figure it out, I will add it to my next clip. (laughs) So maybe we'll talk about the the interior of the cottage just a little bit. So... Where do you kind of enter into the cottage? What's the flow-like layout? Can you give a visual description?
1: Okay, well we enter in through a sliding glass door into the dining room and it's on the back side. On the back side. To your left is um, a galley kitchen and that has a, a low wall which overlooks the living room area. Um, we got. We've got two sofas and and two chairs so a a nice big conversational living room area and then wood stove I guess and then on the back of the living room is a console table and then you lead out onto through some more double doors onto the front deck
0: so Mm -hmm. just a big open space yeah it's just kind of one big room with the kitchen in on the back side and it's sprinkled with lots of Colors my mom really likes. <laughs> so we have like these big white couches from IKEA that I love to sleep on because they're so comfortable. And then we've got all these pillows. Describe your favorite colors. Oh, cheerful, cheerful colors. So mm-hmm.
1: pink and turquoise and orange
0: and yellow. Yeah, a, a little uh, lime green for yeah for posterity. So the backdrop is quite neutral because the interior is this um. Well, it's wood. You... It's wood paneling, yeah, uh, ceilings painted. and wall, and a neutral shell and
1: some pops of color.
0: So we've talked about the living room a little bit, about mm-hmm. the layout, and then if you move past the living room into the hallway, what's down there?
1: Oh, we have a laundry room, storage room, pantry on the right side, and past that is a a guest room, and opposite the guest room is the master bedroom, and opposite the pantry is um our newly remodeled bathroom
0: yeah so we did that together in 2020 kind of amid the COVID pandemic (laughs) we were like it was was in COVID it was in 2020 oh boy and I was working remotely from home from an interior design firm in Toronto so I was at the cottage kind of all of 2020 which was Incredible. <laughs> and it's kind of what sparked my interest for really diving deep into the history of this area. So thank you, COVID, for that. So can you describe maybe what the bathroom looked like before?
1: Well, it was... Um, it was functional. It was very functional. Yeah, there was a, a tall storage cupboard for towels and cleaning supplies, and then a really a five-foot-long vanity with a single sink and a, a sliding door mirror above it. So... Lots of um, lots of functionality. The toilet was on the end by the window, and a a single shower. So you know, a long, spacious bathroom.
0: Yeah,
1: but it just wasn't very uh, pretty. Pretty.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I will post pictures from the before and the after on the blog portion of this, so um, whoever's listening snake can just see the difference because I think we did a really good job. Can you describe what we did? to the design and kind of the the intricacies of what we did there? Well, we took out the cabinets, cabinets
1: and um, I think our stumbling point was trying to find a replacement vanity. We were looking for a, something whose design we liked and had enough storage in it, but the ready-made things on the market weren't really catching our attention and then our neighbor invited us over to have a, a look at some things she was moving on from her cottage and we realized that this one dresser would be a perfect vanity
0: mm-hmm. and so we said okay there we go that was our starting point and so what happened from that point on is I finished refinished the entire, <laughs> entire vanity myself right. which was very rewarding but we were on a timeline so i was pretty stressed (laughs) um we repainted the entire bathroom we put more wood paneling in we painted it like a nice warm white and put in a new uh, is it a laminate floor Mm -hmm. yeah it's a laminate kind of a chevron um floor which is really really hardy and good in a cottage environment and then we put the vanity in the middle and flanking it on either side we put these tall Towers, Towers with, with mirror mirrors, doors. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And what did we do with the mirror of oh, the vanity of the cabinet?
0: Yeah, that's my favorite part. So we refinished the mirror, like we restained it an a deeper, more espresso color. And then we took the mirror off of the vanity, and we got our friend in
1: uh,
0: Larry, Larry and Rosso, mm-hmm. to build a recessed. Well, Humphrey. Oh, sorry, Humphrey. I think, I think Larry would want to be known. Oh, sorry. That he's from Humphrey. It is Humphrey. I'm so sorry. It is Humphrey. <laughs> You built a recessed cabinet to go into the actual cavity of the wall so that the mirror looks like it's on the wall and it looks like that beautiful vanity mirror. But when you open it up, there's like this big accordion hinge on one side and there's a, a medicine, big medicine, a medicine cabinet. cabinet. Yeah. 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 Into a few more questions. But uh, what about how did we
1: get the work done oh. in the bathroom? Go on. Well, we happen to know two very talented and incredible... Uh, craftsmen. So,
0: so Will and Dawn Stevenson did all of the labor for us. And- yes. And if you need any work done, you let me know and I'll hook you up because they're incredible. <laughs> so meticulous, very good at what they do. And yeah, I'm just very blessed that we have that connection mm-hmm. and someone who's so kind and nice and listens to our vision, essentially. And they're, I featured them in my last podcast too. They're the dad and brother of the twins who we met at Craigmore's. So... Perfect family connection. We love them. <laughs> Just into some more history questions. Do we know when this was built? Wow. Well, or do we know when the property was first purchased by the previous owner? Roughly. I think it was the 60s. I think this in the 60s, the property
1: came up for sale. Uh, I guess the government was releasing crown land. And so the, I know the two cottages on the backside were properties were purchased first and the woman that purchased this was actually
0: the child of one of the other property owners mm. and she was I wish I was her because what happened she bought she saved her money how she, old was she she was working
1: at a a job in Perry Sound as a young person i think she was just in her late early, teens or early 20s, 19th, early 20s. When she scraped up enough money to buy a cottage lot. Can you imagine? I can't. Like, I actually
0: can't. And it it, it was probably only a thousand, a few thousand dollars at that time. A couple couple thousand. A couple thousand. Mm -hmm. So she just bought the property. And then later on, her and her husband would have built, Mm -hmm. built the cottage. But there was no other property on this before. This is the original cottage. And there's also two sheds that we have that are original to this cottage, which we don't necessarily use for their intended purpose because the previous owner was extremely handy and had all these tools and he left them here and our family is maybe less of a tool family I mean me and you are more of a tool people it's more my dad is not not as much a tool guy. anyways (laughs) moving on there's one there's one more thing we need to talk about it's the bunkie okay when we bought well I didn't buy the property when you guys bought the property right in 2011 no 2011 yeah was it yeah 2011 yeah we realized we needed maybe more space. Well, Dad and I had two teenage
1: girls at that time, and we we just thought a two-bedroom cottage wouldn't
0: really be sufficient for you and your friends, so... And Laura and I would have to share a room. And the rooms in the cottage are small. Well, yeah. And you probably wanted to have us in another building. <laughs> we were teenagers, we were are probably loud and annoying, so... <laughs> Okay, so describe how, because my mom, I would have only been like 16 at this time, so I wasn't quite into the design realm. No. Yeah, 16? I was about 16. 16. Yeah, because wow. if it was 11 years ago, I'm 27, so I was 26. Good I job. mean, 16. I was 16. Yes. So I wasn't quite into the design realm then. Mm. You have always been a designer, so you took mm. charge of the Bunky design. Mm. So Mm -hmm. can you describe the bunkie
1: a little bit? Well, I wanted to give each of the girls a bedroom and I thought friends were going to be involved in visiting. So uh, they each got a bunk bed in their room and um, I designed the width of the room to be exactly
0: the width of a long bank of dressers. Of three Ikea dressers. Three Ikea dressers. So we didn't have to get any custom millwork. It was great. You could you just plopped them in, and they looked like they fit perfectly. They sit under the front window, and um,
1: yeah. So and that's that's actually just a little bit more than the length of the the bunk bed as well. So so Laura, um, being a foresightful girl, decided, she's really smart. <laughs> she decided that a double bed on the bottom of her bunk would be appropriate. So um, we had our carpenter.
0: Build her a double bed and and today we wish we'd created double beds on both sides i think we're gonna have to retrofit a double bed into my room because now it's kind of a big bone of contention but um <laughs> the bunkie itself has this central room in the middle and then the two rooms the two bedrooms are on either side of that central room and on the back of the central room is the bathroom and then you go th- through the bathroom to the outdoor and there's the outdoor shower which is like the best part that's everyone's favorite part we love that Mm -hmm. and the bunkies kind of on the back bay because we have a front bay and a back bay because of the isthmus so it's kind of nice to go to where we're part of the property there's not any wind and that's Mm -hmm. what's nice about being in the south channel is it's really protected and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we love going out to the open water and seeing the sunsets sorry you can probably hear our cat meowing he wants our attention. <laughs> We also brought our cat to the cottage, (laughs) but, um, we love our property. I love it. You love it. My mom's spending the whole summer here this summer, so. And we have wonderful neighbors. And we have wonderful neighbors. Everything about it we love, so. I think we're running out of time on this specific podcast to talk about more things, but we can always do a second episode. Oh, I think we're good. I think we're good. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I just want to thank my mom so much again for being part of the podcast, for being the first episode, and for being so important and special to me. Oh oh and we're hugging if you would like to support this podcast please follow along to patreon.com slash rewind design that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash rewind design if you would like to support the show in other ways or share your own cottage story please send an email to katie k-a-t-y at rewinddesign.ca If you'd like to follow along the blog, please reach my website at rewinddesign.ca. Thank you so much for listening.